you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome, everybody, to the, what are we calling this, Aaron? I think we should call this the Draft Eve Barbecue Feast Extravaganza episode of the Peter Schrager Season with Peter Schrager podcast. Does that sound right? Yeah, repeat it for me one more time just so I have it exactly. Draft Eve, Kansas City. Did I mention Kansas City the first time? I don't think so, but that's a we'll add Draft it Eve, Kansas City barbecue feast episode of the season with Peter Schrager. I don't think we need the two double um, name. Double yeah, 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 yeah. perfect. I love that. That works. Um, should we talk to the view, the listeners right now about what we just experienced? Yeah, tell us about the feast part of the feast episode. All right, I know you guys all want draft stuff, and if you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday morning on your commute, or maybe you are at the gym, and you're on a treadmill or an elliptical, and you're listening, and I, I'm sorry to do this to you. Uh, so we just had a barbecue feast, and if I sound fatigued, I feel like I just went 10 rounds with Tyson. Um, it was amazing. So there's a barbecue place in Kansas City. Okay, first of all, Kansas City. Everyone's got the barbecue place. Like, you got to go to this one. You got to go to this one. I'm going to Kansas City. Oh, you got to try this. There is uh, a place in Kansas City called Joe's, at Joe's KC, and they are known for this legendary sandwich called the Z-Man. Everybody has their barbecue place. Everyone says, you got to go here, got to go here. I go to the top. Paul Rudd told me. Yep. Name drop. Paul Rudd told me, when you get to Kansas City, wait in line at this gas station called Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. They have something called a Z-Man sandwich. I said, done. Followed him on Twitter. I said, we're coming. Can you set us up with the Z-Man? Sure enough, our guy Sean here from iHeart. We got Jason English here from iHeart. We got you. We all were given the amazing experience of the Z-Man sandwich, but we also got some mac and cheese. We also got some baked beans. We also got some pork ribs, some burnt ends. ends. This is all before we went to work today. Like, so this is just, we went, all right, so let's talk about the Z-Man before we even get into the draft. Sorry if you're listening. Again, fast forward, like Mark Marin, just fast forward through all the crap I say in the monologue. No one cares. Um, here we go. It's a the Kaiser bun, roll. Kaiser roll, but like lightly buttered. Yep. Toasted, lightly buttered. Toasted, lightly buttered. Onion rings, piping hot onion two rings. Onion two onion rings, onion rings. Very crunchy, incredible texture. Okay. Provolone cheese melted. Okay. And then the beautiful stuff. Burnt ends. The brisket. The sandwich is the, the beef brisket. I stand corrected. Beef brisket. Slices folded on top of each other. It's it's a beautiful medley. I, I feel like Allison Roman here. I'm going to explain all of this. Um, two pickles. On the side, you put them in if you want. I put mine of course, on. You, of course, you put them in. Yep. And then there's a sauce called the Night of the Living sauce, and it's a hot, spicy barbecue sauce, and it's soaked in that. Um, had this in about 
13 seconds, downed it. I'm staring at a second one right now and I'm debating whether I should go for it. And, and the, the hot sauce is surprisingly hot. I was expecting it to like have a little kick. It's got some kick. It's got some real kick. And the regular barbecue sauce, just good compliment. I had both of them on mine a little bit. You I did first both. put the regular on to see how that was. And then I dipped it in the spicy one and was like, yes, goes on the sandwich. So Incredible. The beauty of this place is that it's, it's a gas station. And it's got two working pumps still. And you go and there's a line around the corner. Sean went and picked it up for us and said, at, you know, it's seven o'clock and line out the corner. Um, Rudd has told me that he comes for Chiefs games. He'll fly in and on a Saturday afternoon they'll go. And he's Paul Rudd. He's really famous. He was in such hits as 21 Cigarettes and plenty of other movies that you've heard of. Um, and he uh, said it's like 100 people deep and everyone's just festive and great. And then you get the Z-Man. That's what you get there. So I put it on Twitter that we were having the Z-Man and I would say the response, sometimes I break NFL news. I'm like, hey, this guy's signing with this team or this player's injured out for the game and there's a tepid response. It's like, okay, great, retweet. Okay, let's go. Everyone aggregate it, fine. The response has been so passionate over a mere picture of the Z-Man that I, I feel like I've been missing something the first 40 years of my life. Well, yeah, you should have been reviewing sandwiches this whole time. It sounds like a job. <laughs> sounds great. Um, Maybe it's this, and I feel like everyone probably in the podcast world has pitched this, and you guys work for iHeart, and I can imagine someone walks in, like, all right, so it's hot ones, but instead of it being hot sauce, it's barbecue, and each like, different question gets a little bit more personal, a little deeper, and you also have to eat like a burnt end, and then a rib, and then uh, pulled pork, and then you know you go right down the list. I haven't personally received that pitch. I do know that that pitch is uh, is not uncommon. It's not uncommon. Yes, and, yeah. it, and they don't realize that Sean Evans himself is an incredible interviewer and that a lot of these people that do his show, and I thought the Kieran Culkin one was great. This is now just a commercial for Hot Ones. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the the Jake Gyllenhaal did one. It was great. He He's a great interviewer, and the celebrities like being interviewed by him. It's not because they like the hot sauce. Um, yeah, right. And you also mentioned before we leave the food portion. Oh my God, I'm the not ribs. done. So I in particular, uh, like I think the, the Z-Man is, um, to, to force a football comparison here, the Z-Man is your quarterback. I thought the ribs were like, the ribs were Bijan. The ribs, I the texture, they have this sauce and when it's cooked, it's a little crispy on the outside and a little sweetness to oh it. Oh my God, oh Aaron, God. I want to make the sweetest love the, to these the, ribs based the, on what you're talking about. So, me too. The ribs were so good. Um, love ribs and this was uh, a great set of ribs. Great so, culinary experience. Yes, um, 100%. Also, is this our first you and me show on the road? Yeah. If we're on remote. Yeah. We're in yeah. Kansas City, folks. It's alive. Hotel's bumping. I got here. Check in. I see Susie Colbert. I'm like, what's up, Suze? She's like, how you doing? Um, I get on the elevator. Desmond Howard's there. He tells me he's a fan of the show. I said, guess what? Love what you do. Love the Heisman pose. Also, what you guys have been doing on game day for the last 100 years is kind of what we try to embody on Good Morning Football. He was very complimentary. I was very complimentary. That's the draft. Everyone's in a good mood. No one said they didn't like our show, and nobody had anything nasty to say about the Z-Man. We all enjoyed of it. Of course, of course. Um, all right. Now, if you're listening, as we said, I'd suggest either A, putting this in like the uh, archive for after the draft to see how well we did in talking about it, or B, use this as your before draft, drive home, drive to work, whatever it is, your workout, 
even if this posts tonight and you wake up early in the morning and it's your commute on the subway in, whatever it is, this is your ultimate primer before what I, and this is not me copping out. Like I went on McAfee's show and he's like, don't you dare start pulling one of these. And I'm like, this is the most unpredictable draft. It's not the best draft. I don't know if any of these guys are going to be all pros. Um, it's not the best draft. It's not the deepest draft. It's not the greatest draft. It's the most unpredictable draft because of exactly that point. There are so many teams up top who have so many needs. There are teams with multiple picks. It means they could be a little creative. There are a lot of teams who want to trade back. I know there are a lot of teams that are um, not interested in any of these quarterbacks and yet have needs at quarterback. So I just think it's going to be a really interesting draft in that um, TV wise, like it, I would say it's going to be a lot of drama and there's going to be uh, quite a bit of surprises. And um, I like that more than necessarily just a chalk draft, which has been on several times in the last few years where it's like the top 10. I, I think I nailed the top 10 pick right pick last year, except for one of them. Maybe I got wrong with like the wide receivers. I think I had Drake London and Garrett Wilson switched with the Jets. But like to go nine of 10 on the first 10 picks is pretty good. This year I could tell you confidently, I just clicked send on my mock draft and I might have one or two that I feel confident about. Um, and last night, if we could show the phone, I would, uh, I'd say I spoke to 20 general managers over the course of like a five hour span. And not, the rules are this with that. I don't want to know who you're picking. Let's gossip. Let's hear what you think. I'll go through the players. Tell me your thoughts. And if hypothetically these five guys are on the board, who would you take? And then a lot of times it's, you know, go, go F yourself. I'm not telling you what I'm going to take, but here's that guy's too high. That guy should be gone. Actually Atlanta needs this. And if you know the history of what they do, like, it's all really interesting. I think that's a show in itself. Um, last night, me trying to, uh, get to the answers and getting no conclusions. Uh, let's go through 10 points I want to make about this draft. Let's put some snazzy music, like drum roll or something. I gotcha. Or maybe, maybe like a, um, what was the show? The weakest link, like, Oh, don't put it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, big noise. Who wants to be a millionaire? Is that a show? Who wants yeah. to be a millionaire? Is that yeah, what it's yeah. called? Yeah, I think that's the name and of it. Yeah. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Google that. Get that going. We're going to get that sound chime going. And here are uh, 10 things I believe the day before the draft after feasting on a Joe's KC from Joe's KC. In Kansas City, Joe's Casey in Kansas City and feeling mildly drunk on barbecue right now. <clears throat> I've got that like, not meat sweats, but like that post Thanksgiving, like, <sighs> all right, here we go. Number one, I think the top 10 will break this way. Three quarterbacks selected, those quarterbacks being in no particular order, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis. Three defensive linemen being selected in no particular order. Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter. Two cornerbacks selected in no particular order. Devin Weatherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. And two offensive linemen selected in no particular order. Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skoransky. Number two. Two running backs will go in the first round, but they will not be selected until the 20s. Meaning Bijan Robinson, who is the number two overall player on just about every team's board, is going to fall into the 20s. I talked to everyone yesterday. 
everyone loves Bijan. Everyone wants Bijan Robinson. Everyone believes Bijan Robinson is going to be a top running back in the league. To a man, I could not find a team in the top 20 who would say they would select him. So let's go through the usual suspects that people have been attaching him to. The Falcons. I think they're going defense, folks. I think they're going either the corner, and that might be Weatherspoon or Gonzalez, or they're going to end up taking whatever defensive lineman is still on the board, and that could be Tyree Wilson. It could potentially be Jalen Carter. It could potentially be Will Anderson if something happens. <clears throat> I also think Atlanta could trade up if one of those three defensive linemen um, starts turning down. And then I think Atlanta could trade back. I would be shocked if Atlanta took Bijan Robinson eighth overall. So then let's go through the rest of the teams. Texans have the 12th pick. Why wouldn't the Texans take him? Well, they have Damian Pierce, who was basically a stud back. They have a million other needs. One thing they don't need is running back. Um, Jets have Brees Hall. Packers have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Steelers drafted Najee Harris in the first round. I've seen Philly at 10. It would go really, really, really against what he's done in the past. I have them taking Peter Skaronsky, the most boring pick in the world for a team that everyone thinks is going to take some huge swing. I think they take an offensive lineman who could play guard or tackle at a Northwestern. And Jeff Stoutland, who's the offensive line coach, just gets another big dog to keep that thing going where they just replenish and replenish and replenish. I don't think Howie takes Bijan Robinson 10th overall. I've had it in my mock the last, you know, the first mock draft, and I did a live mock draft with Joel Clatt. I put him there. I did a live mock draft with Daniel Jeremiah. I put him there. I want him on Philly. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be fun. It'd be great. They'd get him over the hump, all thing. But the more I dig into this thing, the more I think it's either going to be a defensive lineman. I know. Like, if, if Jalen Carter's there, a corner, if one of the two corners is there, Gonzalez or... Weatherspoon, and then if not, I think it's it's either Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky, whichever tackles left. Um, gosh, if you're expecting Bijan Robinson and you get Peter Skaronsky, it's like two totally different types of you know decisions. But that's the beauty of it. Uh, so what about the Buccaneers at 19? They have they just lost Leonard Fournette, Rashad White. They like and they have a lot of needs. I don't have them taking running back. You start going through it. 20, Seahawks. Well, they took Kenneth Walker. If you have a couple of trades in there, and maybe it's not them anymore. Whatever it is. I have the 23rd pick, the Minnesota Vikings, with Dalvin Cook on the roster, taking Bijan Robinson. 23rd. And the thought being, he's just too good. Let's just get another weapon. We would have an awesome offense. And this guy with Dalvin Cook and Dalvin's contract, he just signed a new extension. But like, all right, let's just get better. And then I've got an even crazier one, two picks later. I have the New York Giants taking Jameer Gibbs, which would cause uh, an earthquake in New York uh, because of the Saquon Barkley situation. In short, my theory is this. The Giants, I, I know some things about that organization. If you listen, you know I'm tied in with a lot of those guys. The Saquon thing is not in a great place right now. Uh, they offered him a nice big contract extension um, before the season was over in the bye week. He said, no, thank you. Said, let's roll into the free agency. They offered him another one in free agency. He didn't accept. And then uh, he got the franchise tag at 10 million and he's not happy with it. Doesn't want to play on that. They're trying to negotiate, but I don't think he's getting the same contract he was offered during the bye week. So, with that in the background, and also the Giants being pretty good at wide receiver, 
maybe a tight end if if Michael Mayer falls to them or Kincaid falls to them. But gosh, Gibbs is a lightning rod and would be an amazing addition to this team. And I'm just here for the chaos. So I've got 23 and 25 in my draft. Bijan Robinson falling, and then the shocker, the New York Giants going running back if he's on the board. Do you think that Gibbs is going in the 20s because a team really wants Bijan, can't get him, and then pivot to Gibbs? Or are they looking, because they're very different players. Gibbs is so much more of a pass catcher. Um, do you think they're looking specifically for his skill set? No. Okay. I think he is not the Bijan backup. I think this guy is unique in his own right and does things completely different and might be even more valuable to a team than your traditional wow. three-down back in Bijan Robinson. Uh, here are the comparisons, if you want. I asked the GM yesterday. I said, give it to me. Give me the two. Edger and James is Bijan Robinson, which is like an awesome Hall of Fame running back. And Jamal Charles is Jameer Gibbs. So that's classic, take, but like two, basically same, two different positions, you know, all together. And uh, if the Giants added Jameer Gibbs and got somehow Saquon to play this year under the, I mean, that's fun. Those are my two running backs. I don't think a third is taken. Um, I've seen a lot of people say that there will be one taken and it'll be, you know, and Gibbs is a reach. I think he goes in the first. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Number three, I've heard from everyone that there is no stud receiver in this draft. There is no Calvin Johnson. There's no Jamar Chase. You know, even last year, those guys were, guess what? Three, three receivers are going to go in that 11 to 20 range. I, Jackson Smith, the Jigba has gotten a lot of love. I was on the phone with all these GMs last night. They all say to a man, these guys aren't going to last past the 20s, and there's three of them. Jackson Smith, Najigba, Jordan Addison. All right, if you're listening to this podcast, tomorrow when something crazy happens and Jordan Addison is either taken like 11th overall by the Titans or a team trades up and takes him 12th overall, and you're Googling, who the hell is Jordan Addison? I have not seen that name. I think no player has a delta of... Um, amount of teams that view this guy in a certain way as opposed to how the national media has talked about in the mock drafts and all that. I see Addison falling out of the first round in some of these mock drafts going late first. I think Addison doesn't, doesn't leave the top 20. And I also think Zay Flowers goes in the top 20. So I think all three of those guys go in the top 20. In my mock draft, I've got uh, Smith Najigba going 13 to the Green Bay Packers. Zay Flowers, 14 to the Patriots. Ooh. Patriots. I've gotten a lot of intel on the Patriots. Like, they need points, um, and I don't think I'm. But Belichick is considered the king in that building. Robert Kraft wants an action. Robert does not like being irrelevant and doesn't like being mediocre. So Zay Flowers, local product, one of thirteen. He has thirteen siblings. He is one of fourteen. One of fourteen. I think he's the eleventh. I believe of so. fourteen. Yes. Fort Lauderdale guy who played at BC, had a chance to transfer, stayed at BC, like was their entire offense. Awesome guy. Great kid. We had him on the Good Morning Football show. I think he goes 14 to the Patriots. 
And then Addison's your wild card. I'm talking right after like 10, Addison could go anywhere from 12 to the Texans or I have him currently in a weird trade and it's, I'll explain in my mock draft, but I've got him actually going to the Houston Texans, but with the 20th pick, mm. I know I, I kind of cheated a little bit and I'm like, I don't know where to put Anthony Richardson, but I want him on Seattle. So I'm going to have them trade up to 12 from 20 and then just be like, well, I, that's a fake trade that I made up. Um, it was kind of cheating, but I, I think the Texans might need a receiver as much as they need a quarterback in this draft. And, um, Addison is going to go somewhere in the top 20. I, there's a bunch of teams from like 20 to 30, I'd say 20 to 50 or something. Cause they also have the dolphins and the Rams. Like there's all these teams that like Addison, not tying them to either one of those teams. It's kind of like the cutoff point. You've got these three receivers and there might be a bit of a dip. And then it's guys like Jalen Hyatt and Quentin Johnson. Like, so if a team wants a receiver, you might have to go up and get them. So I would say this Jordan Addison is an interesting prospect in tomorrow's draft. Keep an eye on him. Either a going really early or B, um, one of the teams in the twenties, you know, who needs a receiver, whether it's Kansas city or whether it's, uh, Buffalo moving up to go get Jordan Addison. Um, have we spoken enough about Jordan Addison? I mean, you know, I'm, uh, as a bills fan, I'm kind of hoping that, you uh, want that, that he winds up there. I know that I'm trying to be impartial about it so we can move on from Jordan Addison if you want, but if they take him, we'll talk about him next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Next thing I, I had as my fourth point more about the Eagles, but I just, so I talked to folks in that building and we've had Jamal Singleton, their running backs coach on, uh, we'll get more. I, I just think they do things, um, in a really unique way in that they don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. They build from the inside out and they really value their offensive line and defensive line. And this draft, the way it's trickling, I think one of those big offensive linemen is going to be there. And I'll put Broderick Jones in the same conversation with Paris Johnson and, uh, and Skaronsky. I gave him Skaronsky. Uh, look, if it ends up being um, Bijan, great. If it ends up being one of the pass rushers and Jalen Carter still on the board or they go and they get Nolan Smith or something like that, if they get one of the corners, like they've done all that in the past. They've done, they've done all that. I just with the age on that offensive line and with some movement going on and they didn't address it in free agency, I'm going offensive line for the Eagles. And then they have the 30th pick and I have them going a corner with the 30th pick. I have them taking Joey Porter Jr. Who is a, that's a little later than most people have him going. I'll people have him going in the teens in the early twenties. Again, it's semantics just the way my draft worked out. I have nothing against him. Um, I have Joey Porter Jr. And, Peter Skaronsky, two Big Ten players, one of them a corner, one of them a uh, giant offensive tackle or offensive guard going to the Eagles. So Eagles fans, no running back, um, but a corner and a big lineman, and they continue just to load up at positions of strength. Number five, uh, I think the Lions are going Devin Witherspoon at six, and that's even if... Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter or one of the quarterbacks is on the board. I, the more I talk to people around the league, and again, I have to preface it with this, teams don't tell me who they're taking, but they sort of have friends who work at those teams and they go on the pro day visits and they're all there. And there's like, it's not group think, but if a team really likes a player, it can get out when you've got 50 people in a building and the draft room comes out. Now, do we know who they're going to take? No. Usually the GM and the head coach will keep that close to the vest. The owner usually has an input. But I keep on hearing Weatherspoon at six to the Lions. Um, 
which would be interesting. He's 180 pounds, didn't play a ton of football as a kid. I think he started playing when he was a junior in high school, but he tackles, he's tough. And someone said he's like, he's Aaron Glenn 2.0. Aaron Glenn's our defensive coordinator. And Dan Campbell, like those guys, they want tough, hard-nosed. They just traded away Jeff Okuda, who was a former third overall pick from a previous regime. Um, I think there's a chance that Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter is there. I think there's a chance one of the top quarterbacks is there. And I still think they'll just kind of say, let's go with Weatherspoon. So tomorrow, if they don't go Weatherspoon, consider me surprised. That's just the read I get from everyone around the league. Number six, I think we definitely have two tight ends going in this first round. And they're very different. Um, Dalton Kincaid has a lot of fans in this league. He's not a big blocking tight end. He is a receiving tight end, but like an athletic freak. Uh, if you're giving like the greatest compliments to guys, he's your Kelsey, all right? And the other guy is Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. And oh, if you're giving a comp, uh, comp to him, like I know this isn't as great as that, but he's your Heath Miller, where it's like great blocker, catches, reliable. You know exactly where he's been. He's from Notre Dame. You can plug him right away. Those two guys are definitely going to go. I don't think Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, is going to go in the first round. I've seen him go in a lot of places. Uh, I do think there's a guy out of Iowa named Sam Laporta. And I've heard he's got a lot of fans at the end of the first round. So if Dallas or New Orleans are two teams to watch, again, this is deep cut NFL draft stuff. If you are running on a treadmill right now and you're like, uh, okay, I think I'm drafted out when we're talking about Sam Laporta draft stock, but don't be shocked if he goes in the first round or very early in the second. I'd say there's a 70% chance he is taken at the end of the first round. Sam Laporta, who Aaron comes out of Iowa and those guys, it's... George Kittle, it's you know, obviously Dwight Clark, it's Noah Fant, it's Hawkinson. Like there's just one after another, after another, after another, and he's the next one. This is a great tight end class. It's a great tight end class. Lots of weapons, lots of good blocking options, and I think that's the fun thing about Kincaid and Mayer. Kincaid is like such a pass catching option, and uh, so he's not the same as Michael Mayer for whoever is yeah, looking at tight ends. Position. Yeah, which is is a fun thing. I've got, uh, if you're listening at home and you're looking like, okay, well, where? Washington going with Kincaid? I, I I thought Washington could be in the market for a quarterback, especially if Hendon Hooker like started slipping. I was told that they are all in on Sam Howell, who was a fifth-round pick last year. But like they're not looking at it. And I thought, okay, well, new owner probably coming in. Maybe you buy yourself some time. You draft a quarterback. You say, well, we've got this quarterback. We're grooming. Give us a chance. No, I heard they like Howell, so give him another weapon. Dalton Kincaid at 16. Then Mayer, I know the it is true that the Giants like Mayer. I know it's very true the Cowboys like Mayer. If he's there for either one of those teams, I think he might be the pick, but I think he's gone by then. I've got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers mm. taking Michael Mayer at 21. Justin Herbert gets another guy. So tight end, um, those two names, enjoy that. I think I think they'll both go in the first round and they both will go in the top 25. It would be really fun if, if the commanders took Kincaid yep. with Eric Bieniemy yeah, coming that's from Kelsey. I mean, like that would just be a fun thing to start thinking about. Good take. I like that. That's good. Number seven, Miles Murphy out of Clemson. I have not seen him in many top 20s. He was uh, a guy that I think everyone was excited to see at the Combine and kind of faded off a little bit. I've heard now Miles Murphy's got a ton of buzz. This is how the NFL draft goes. You finish the college season, everyone's like, Miles Murphy, Miles Murphy, Miles Murphy, Clemson, studies in these huge games. 
And then everyone else hypes up everyone else. And then we all get into a tizzy about these guys we didn't watch in college who are at smaller schools. And then by the end of time, the draft comes and it's like, oh, Miles Murphy is going to go higher than everyone's talking about. So I have him going in the top 20 in my mock draft. I've heard he can go as high as 13 to Green Bay. I think he ends up going around 18 to Detroit. If they keep their pick, Detroit could be a trade back team. Um, In my mock draft, I have Miles Murphy going 18. I think he's a first round pick. I think he might be a top 20 pick. I think he might go before Nolan Smith, who everyone fell in love with, but is at the end of the day, he's 230 pounds. And it's hard to look at a pass rusher at 230 pounds, even if some of these guys like Hassan Reddick are having such great success. I think your more traditional pass rusher is Miles Murphy, and I think he might get taken before him. The New York Jets. I have spoken to people that I trust at the New York Jets. Um, they are over the moon right now about Aaron Rodgers. Today was the press conference, and I talked to all those guys. And it's, you know, uh, draft unrelated. It's so secondary right now when I was texting them, but... Spoke to Hackett, spoke to Sala, texted both of those guys, didn't get them on the phone. They're like, it was just awesome. Today was awesome. Like everyone was excited and it's maybe the best day they're going to have as now you have to actually do something and go in. But like the press conference, amazing. And I thought Rogers absolutely won the press conference. I wanted to get in the draft stuff. They weren't looking to text about that. They kind of clammed up. But I would say um, for the Jets, if Jackson Smith... Najigba is there at 15. That's a real possibility. If one of these three players is there, if Skaronsky somehow falls, if Broderick Jones from Georgia somehow falls, or if Paris Johnson somehow falls, I think that would be the pick. I don't think they go Darnell Wright um, from Tennessee. I don't think they reach on another offensive lineman. So the name that I'm putting down with them, and this doesn't obviously come straight from them, but just knowing what they're trying to build there, I gave them Lucas Van Ness, who's like this like Thor of a pass rusher out of Iowa. We talked about him with Joel Klatt. He's a Big Ten guy. Um, didn't start a single game at Iowa, but was kind of like the sixth man, I would almost say. Like just would always get in and then play the rest of the game. Uh, I've got him going 15th overall to the Jets, adding to a really good defense. If he goes later than that, he goes later than that. But I think Van Ness is a really intriguing prospect, and uh, he could go to the Patriots at 14 also. So that's about his area right there. Jets fans, don't freak out if they don't take a tackle. There might not be a tackle worthy of the 15th overall pick. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jets could trade back too. Jets could trade back. That could be a boring night for Jets fans where they get all excited and it's like, the Jets have traded the pick. Um, I could see that if none of their top guys are on the board. They got a pretty good player on uh, on Thursday they're pretty excited about. Number nine, I think one of the cool things if you're watching um, at home, a lot of young new GMs are at the helm here. So like we've got a guy in uh, Arizona, Monty Ossenford, has the third overall pick. And I don't know if this is fact or fiction or whatever, but you're probably not supposed to tell the world that you want to trade the pick. And Arizona has done that. And they've told everybody in the league, like, we're open for business. What do you want for the third overall pick? I don't know if they lost their leverage with it, but they just need players, players, and players. And, you know, everyone is is laughing because it's like, all right, well, who's trading up for that third pick? Uh, does anyone really want CJ Stroud? Does anyone really want Will Levis? Does anyone really want Anthony Richardson so badly that they would trade up? In my mock, I have another young first-year GM trading up, and that's Rand Carthon from the Tennessee Titans. But, Aaron, I'll be honest. I know Rand. I've known him when he was with the Niners. We've texted a bunch. 
Um, I have no idea what his tendency is as a general manager. I also know Mike Vrabel's got a really loud voice in that building. And I don't know if Rand Carthon has the, has the, they only have six picks. So I don't know if they can actually go up there, what they can offer and whether that makes sense for a team that has so many needs. But I have the Tennessee Titans moving up to three, giving up their 11th pick, their 41st pick and a day two pick or a day three pick to go get CJ Stroud. And the connection there is a money Austin Fort worked in Tennessee with the Titans and Vrabel. So there's a familiarity there. Tannehill has basically one year left on that contract and then he'll, you know, he'll be done and let's hand it over. Malik Willis was not the answer. If you remember week 18 last year, they had to go sign Josh Dobbs off the street to play in the biggest game of the season. He almost won. Um, and then the last part of it is Mike Vrabel's an Ohio state guy. Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State and Mike Vrabel are very tight. Ryan Day, as Joel Klatt told us last week, Ryan Day has been talking up C.J. Stroud and has been his biggest champion. I, look, I, I don't know if this is, is going to happen, but I, I find it interesting that you have young GMs who have not done it many times before. So the other team that needs a quarterback um, eventually is Minnesota. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is the GM. It's his second year. Last year, he traded back. This year, does he trade up and get one of these quarterbacks? Does he trade back? Does he? We don't know. There's not a long track record. And Kirk Cousins is in a similar deal as Tannehill, which means he's got basically one year left, and then it's what's going on in the future. Are we giving him another contract? So I find that really cool. There's young, newish GMs and some real pressure points in this draft, and I think they're going to end up being the key players in this draft. And I'm curious if anyone moves up to three. If not, you get a really good player in Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, whoever's sitting there. And you could also take the offensive tackle. And I don't think anyone would have a problem if they took Paris Johnson. You're like, what do you mean you took Paris Johnson? He, guess what? He's a top-rated tackle in the draft. And Kyler Murray has been running around with his head cut off. All right. So that's another point. Young GMs holding the keys and could be really interesting. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And number 10, we will not know who the Houston Texans are taking, if they are trading, if they're going quarterback, if they're going defense, until the final whistle. Can I, I should have started this thing with a PSA. Can I tell you what I like to do draft night? Now, I'm on the phones all day leading up to it. And I've been kind of, um, what's the word with you about draft? I'm like, no, no, draft night. I can't, I can't be doing a pod during the draft. I don't do a live pod. I don't do anything. I go into airplane mode during the draft. I turn my phone off. I turn Twitter off and I enjoy it like a fan. And I take my own notes because the next morning I got to talk about it on good morning football. I love the draft. It's the greatest reality TV show in the world. Why would anyone want to check Twitter and have Albert Breer or Jason Lockenfora spoil a pick before it's announced? I don't get it. Um, I understand why those guys do it. It's their job as reporters and they don't work for the NFL. I truly, as a PSA, I am begging everyone at home who's listening to this uh, as we head towards the draft in a couple hours, 
Turn off Twitter tonight. Don't text your friends until after your team's picking. Enjoy this like it's a reality TV show. I work on the draft. I do it on Thursday um, in the morning, and then on Friday I'll be on, and then Saturday I'm on all day. Here's how it works. Uh, the league has the picks, and they get funneled through, and the players know about probably about four or five minutes before it's announced. A lot of times. And then they have to give the envelope, and the envelope, in that time, word can leak. The agent can sell a reporter. I could text the team, who you taking? They'll say, okay, we just put the card in. We're taking Jalen Hyatt. Go. You know, like, what is the joy, if you're a consumer of this event, to find it out before the pick is announced? I am begging you, just try it. Go back 10 years, go back 15 years, try to live life before there was a second screen, before you sat on your phone while you're talking to someone at dinner. And I'm begging you, put the phone away, hang out with your friends, do everything in person, whatever, or just watch it alone. I watch it alone. I love it. I think it's great. Um, And I beg of you to do it, at least for the second pick in the draft. Don't let it, it's it's greatest suspense. This is a billion dollar industry with a lot of people who are paid a lot of money to crack the code of who the Houston Texans are taking at two overall. And we are 24 hours out right now from the selection and no one knows. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. So why spoil it? Why uh, a minute beforehand, find it out from some random guy on Twitter who just found it out because he texted an agent and uh, no, don't put your phone away. Enjoy it. I do it for the entire first round. I'm not taking any great pride in this. It sounds ridiculous that I would do that as an NFL insider and not respond to texts or anything. I just, it's my one night. I like to enjoy it. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm hardcore and I'm texting everyone and I'm tweeting everything and I get it. Um, but my big point, number 10, no one knows what Houston's doing. If they tell you they know what Houston's doing, they're lying to you. And then 12 overall is Houston also. And no one knows what Houston's doing there. If they tell you they know what they're doing, they're lying to you. I had to go back and forth 30 times on this. Here's how I net it out. Two, at the end of the day, they end up taking Will Anderson, who is like your, oh, this sounds so insulting. It's like, if Tyree Wilson is a home run, I was told this guy's like a standing double. Like you're, you're, you got a, this guy, he'll get you eight to 10 sacks. Uh, He's solid. A plus human off the field. No health concerns. Nick Saban's favorite player, like Houston Texans. If they don't love a quarterback at two, don't reach. Don't take one. Don't convince yourselves. Go take that player. So I got Will Anderson. Then I'm like, I got to give him a quarterback. Got to get him a quarterback. And then I'm like, I don't know if they want to settle for the third or fourth quarterback on the board. When they take a quarterback, that means that's their guy for the next few years. If they're passing on him on two, are they really going to take him at 12? So I have him trading back and Seattle jumping up from 20 to 12 to get Anthony Richardson because I know Seattle really likes Anthony Richardson and Shane Waldron's offense would be a dream for a guy like Anthony Richardson and he could wait a year under Geno. It's a perfect situation. If they took, if Seattle took Anthony Richardson at five, I wouldn't, bl- I wouldn't blink. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they get Jalen Carter and Anthony Richardson. They trade a bunch of crap to get up to 12. And then at 20, I have the Texans taking Jordan Addison, a wide receiver. And it's like, all right, we got a defensive end and a wide receiver. That's our number one wide out and our number one defensive end. And we'll attack the draft from here. But I do not have the Texans taking a quarterback tomorrow. And I have no idea if that's right. I'm telling you, everyone, I'm begging you. I'm telling you, this is so great. Don't go on Twitter during the draft. Just watch it.
I'm, t- I'm telling you, it is such a fun experience. If you just watch it without knowing the answers, I don't. Do you? How do you oh, watch I, it? I love that. But how do you watch it? So, so the past two, three years, I guess, especially with pandemic, um, I have some friends, and we we will stream it, and we'll be on a Zoom call talking about That's it. That's cool. And I'm texting one with my dad. Got, but one of them's got the Twitter. Yeah, for on, whatever right? reason, I always have the slowest stream. So even like when my dad and I will watch Bills games, and he's watching on TV and like, oh, streaming like, it. What happened? Dude? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. nice, nice catch, good. And I'm like, I'm three plays behind you. I have it. no idea what you're talking about. And now I know that they score a touchdown on this drive or I know there's an interception or something. So yeah, but I, I have, I do a lot because a lot of my friends um, that are big football fans are not in New York with me. Yep. I watch and we're texting throughout or we're FaceTiming throughout. I'm fine with all yeah, that. I love all that. Just shut down Twitter. Yep. I love that. Don't let the answers be still. Now they text you and say, oh, I heard it. Ignore it. Um, I'm checking my at mentions because I asked if anyone has any questions here. Oh, draft questions, yeah. Yeah, um, but all they're doing is... Talking about the Z-Man? Yeah, because I put, I put a photo of the Z-Man, so here we go. Um, wow, we've got to take... I'm going to read some tweets. Okay, awesome. This is from Andrew S. Crick. Enjoy and welcome. Don't let Joe KC monopolize your barbecue time, though. Many would argue that Joe's is great, but who is the best or even in the top five barbecue joints is always debated in Kansas City. Also, there are many restaurants in other genres, too. This is a very formal. This is like Rick Steves wrote this one. Um, Good Eats in Kansas City galore. Q39 would be my suggestion. Okay. And that is one that you called out before, too. That was Here's one, one yep. from Kansas Man 55, which has an egg avatar. Burnt End Z-Man Best Sandwich on Earth. Who's a player the Bengals would consider trading up for in round one? Don't see it. Don't see the Bengals wanting to trade up. All right, here's the last one. It's from Jiminy Crickets. Yo, you got the GOAT Kansas City sh- the Z-Man. Well, thank you, Jiminy Crickets. Um, on that note, early wake up for me tomorrow. I'll be up, you know, when I go on these remote shows, usually I've got my own routine at home. I like to get my big iced coffee. I, like... NFL Network has me up like four hours before the show. I'm like, for what? What am I doing? They're like, yeah, I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, and because I'm so nervous that one day when I like lash out and I'm like, I'm not waking up four hours early because you guys, I'm going to end up being late. So I'll, I got to get up really early. And then I'm telling you, I'm done. I do a couple things. I think I'm doing McAfee show tomorrow. Um, and then I will go to my hotel room and I will turn on that TV, NFL Network coverage. And I'll tell you, one of the coolest things is when the Niners drafted Trey Lance, I found out when they announced the pick, Trey Lance, and it was over Mac Jones. And I was 99% sure they were taking Mac Jones when it all came down. And I was like genuinely surprised. Um, it's a great feeling to be genuinely surprised about something. There's a million things that have happened in the last few drafts. This is how I do it. I am encouraging everyone to do it. And then you will um, wake up on Friday morning, put on Good Morning Football, NFL Network. We're also on ESPN2. They're simulcasting us. This is like a crossover event. I'll be live here with all my reactions. And then Friday night, I'll be on NFL Network. Me and Ian Rappaport are like something they're calling like the insider stage, which is very, um, very cool. And then Saturday all day in the beating sun, I'll be wearing a suit and sweating this Z-Man out um, literally for like eight hours. And it's myself, Rich Eisen, uh, Charles Davis, and the legend Daniel Jeremiah. And then if you recall, we had Daniel Jeremiah on um, a few days last, week, last yeah. week and we talked about our annual steak dinner. This is what we do. Again, I sound like an entitled prick. I just, I, you know, here's what I do. I eat and I get to go and be on TV and all these things. 
Daniel and I have a tradition. First of all, Daniel does not drink. I don't think he drinks soda. And I don't think he curses. So there's me, who's like this New Jersey trash, uh, you know, like just here's what I'm hearing on the streets. Daniel's got like, he's on my age, I think. He's got kids in college. Like, I don't understand how all that works. That's like, he's a West Coast guy. Like, he's like just a whole different world that we come from totally different backgrounds. And yet we merge. Um, he's like a devout great Christian father. And I'm like this Jewish guy from New York. And the two of us just completely, uh, we blend and we have this steak dinner every year after the draft. We started it in Nashville. We did it then in, um, Cleveland did it last year. As I said, over the Bellagio fountains at five 30, while the fountains were going up and people were coming by taking photos of us as if we were an engaged couple. Um, I made the reservation. We just want to eat our steak in peace, but we're having it after the draft and the two of us are going to dine like gentlemen. And then we are going to go home and we are going to take a long nap. And of course we will all recap the draft and we'll do a podcast on Monday. And then I think during the off season, I'm excited. We're going to interview a bunch of GMs, a bunch of coaches, a bunch of celebrities. I've got a couple in the, in the, in the back pocket I'm ready to get to, but we had to devote the, the last few weeks to the draft. And if you're listening, thank you. Um, Aaron, before we sign off, do we dive into a second Z-Man or are we good? Maybe a slow dive. No. Uh, I ate that first I gotta one. I got to be up so, early. Okay. Though. All right. Well, you know, then I'll have two. That's, that's, You're not going to work. Are yeah. you going to have another one? I might. We'll see. That's Thank you again to Joe's Kansas City. You can follow them at twi on Twitter at Joe's KC. And if you uh, are on Facebook, you can use uh, facebook.com slash Joe's KC BBQ. They're also on Instagram, Joe's KC. And... Um, Get the ribs, get the burn ends, get the Z-Man. Get, get the Z-Man. Make sure you somehow get this clip on the podcast to them. Can you cut it off oh, yeah. and us just promoting oh, yeah. this whole thing? Yeah. I want all this time. Also get the mac and cheese. I don't even like mac and cheese and that was good mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a huge mac and cheese fan. My son, I think, primarily eats mm. mac and cheese and it's like Velveeta, you know, crafts, whatever. And it's delicious. I just am not a pasta person. Okay. Not yeah. a pasta person. Yeah. Don't like. Yeah. That's a take. In general. Yeah. <laughs> That's a take. Not this a pasta is, yeah. person. Just not a pasta person. Uh, on behalf of the great Aaron Wong Kaufman, on behalf of the NFL Network and this fine setup, on behalf of our guys, Sean and Jason from iHeart, who are also in the room, texting away, watching basketball, just chilling. Love it. I feel like we're at a party right now. Memphis is up on the Lakers, by the way. Naturally, I'm a big Dylan Brooks fan. Um, and on behalf of the guy who cranks out the music for us, Jackie Rudd, we love that dude, and all of you listening. This has been so fun. Um, all right, guys. Enjoy the draft. Uh, Jordan Addison. Circle that name. Till next time. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.